Hello and welcome to the CG Pro podcast. Today's episode is all about central bank digital currencies. Now, many of you will be familiar with what a CBDC is, but feel free to share this podcast with any friends and family that don't understand what a CBDC is, what the implications are for your daily life if a CBDC was introduced, and also why Bitcoin is the superior alternative to digital currency, which is basically just digital fiat. First up, it's important to talk about what a CBDC is. So a CBDC is a form of digital currency issued by a country's central bank, basically just a digital version of its fiat. So in the UK, it's a digital pound. In the US, a digital dollar. Now, the main difference with a CBDC is it doesn't necessarily have to use the blockchain. It can just be a digital version of the fiat itself. Many countries are already developing CBDCs, some have implemented them, including China with the digital yuan, which it is starting to do trade in. No matter what we say about CBDCs, crypto, Bitcoin, what the benefits of each are, one thing's for sure, CBDCs are coming. And we saw this recently when the UK government announced a role for the development and creation of a CBDC task force. So we all know the traditional financial system is on its knees, it's collapsing all around us. There's bank failures in the US almost weekly at the moment and they are significant sums of money when they collapse. Also, if you've ever done cross-border payments or bought something abroad or made a significant purchase with a lot of money, you know the frictions that are in the traditional financial system. There's a lot of inefficiencies, it can take days for large payments to settle You can transfer money from here to the US, but because of the exchange rates, it's not worth the same by the time it gets there. And also there's a lot of trust involved in the traditional financial system. And even if you boil it down to a simple shop, you walk into a shop, you tap your card, you pay for something. It looks like it comes out your bank, but it actually takes a few days to leave your bank, go to a middleman and then settle with the retailer. And of course, People take fees for that, so the retailer doesn't get the full amount you've actually spent in their shop. So, massive inefficiencies in the traditional financial system, massive problems, we're starting to see a lot of cracks in it. So, a digital currency on the face of it might seem like a reasonable alternative, but CBDCs have a lot of flaws and a lot of implications for privacy, surveillance and just civil liberties, which we're going to cover shortly. Now, one of the benefits of a CBDC, or at least one of the things that governments are are pushing at the moment, is that a CBDC gives everyone access to the banking system, the financial system. If it's digital, like we've seen with Bitcoin in the third world, all you need is a mobile phone to access the system. So that's one benefit that governments are pushing with the introduction of CBDCs. But for me, That just shows the flaws with the traditional financial system that should have been fixed years ago. If people can't access a bank account for whatever reason, that's on the government and the banks to fix that. It's not create an alternative that everybody else has to move to to fix a problem that should have been solved decades ago. Now, we've seen recently that China is one of the first developed countries to launch a CBDC, the digital yuan, and they're even now paying government employees in parts of China in this digital CBDC, digital yuan. China is also promoting trade and cross-border trade in particular with other countries, especially in the BRICS cooperative, that's Brazil, Russia, India, 
China and South Africa. They are conducting trade in digital yuan right now. One of the implications of this means that China is less reliant on US dollars and so are the BRICS nations and they're less likely to do trade in US dollars right now when their main trading partner China doesn't want dollars. They want yuan, digital yuan, CBDC. But many have raised massive concerns over CBDCs and similar to what China do with other parts of their society, it's all about surveillance. Many of you will be familiar with Robert Kiyosaki, so he is the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which if you've not read it, I suggest you go out and get a copy. It's a great book, but he raises some concerns with digital currencies, and one of the biggest things is all about privacy. So for Robert Kiyosaki, the biggest concern was that everything you do with your money will now be tracked because it's a digital currency. And a lot of people will say, well, they can see what you're spending money on right now. And that is true. But without the government going to a retail bank like Bank of Scotland or whatever and actually asking for your list of transactions, it's not that easy for them to see what you're spending your money on. Now, with a digital currency, they wouldn't actually have to do that and they'd be able to monitor you much more closely. A lot of people, when you tell them that, will say, well, if you're not doing anything illegal, you've got nothing to worry about. But that's not really the point. If the government said to you tomorrow, we're going to put a surveillance camera in your house, would you say, oh, it's fine, I don't do anything illegal so you can watch me all the time? No, you wouldn't. And it's the exact same with your money. Why would you want a government to see every single purchase, every transaction, every time you save some money, invest some money, why would you want the government to see every single transaction and then potentially have a lot of control over how you spend your money? For me, it's nothing to do with whether you're doing something illegal or legal. It's all about privacy. It's my money. I earn it. I should be able to spend it any way I want without worrying about what the government is looking at. Now, in the US, there's a lot of talk about Fedcoin, the US digital dollar coming in. But Congressman Tom Emmer has recently introduced a bill called the Central Bank Digital Currency Anti-Surveillance State Act. And he's basically looking to put a stop to any talk of a CBDC. Now, if you've watched Coffee and Crypto, Deck was on last week and he was speaking about how there is some positive green shoots in America where there is some politicians that actually really get it. They understand the benefits of Bitcoin, crypto, and they understand the flaws in the traditional financial system. And it seems Tom Emmer is definitely one of those guys. Tom Emmer actually said that the whole bill that he introduced was to stop unelected bureaucrats in Washington from stripping Americans of their right to financial privacy. He basically introduced a law that has been debated and will be voted on to prohibit the Federal Reserve from ever issuing a CBDC. He argued a CBDC would give federal officials far too much control over the money going in and out of every person's account. He argued everyone is entitled to financial privacy, and I completely agree. Also in America, we have Governor Ron DeSantis, who recently introduced legislation to protect Florida from a CBDC that he argued could be weaponized. He argued, similar to Tom Emmer, that CBDC is basically giving the government direct control over all consumer activity, but he went a step further. DeSantis also said that a CBDC would not only see what you're doing and be able to see what you're spending on, what you're saving, what you're investing in, but also it would give the government control to limit 
that spending or saving and also control when you have access to certain goods or services. Basically what he was saying was the government would be able to control inflation by reducing spending, putting limits on what you could spend your money on. We kind of saw a similar thing during the pandemic. The government put limits on what you could buy, when you could buy it, what services you had access to, what goods you had access to. But if they had direct control of your purchasing power through a CBDC, they could limit how much you spend on alcohol, for example, how much you spend on takeaways. They could limit when you go to the grocery store, what groceries you buy. Do you spend more on fruit? Do you spend more on fast food? They would have control over everything. But the important one for me is they would then also control how much do you save and they could put time limits on your money. So so one of the things that came out of China recently was using the digital yuan, the Chinese government actually can control how quickly you spend that money by putting a time limit on the money. So for example, they hand out stimulus or benefits like they do in the UK and the US, but they say you must spend it within three months. And if you don't, it just evaporates. It just disappears out of your account. Well, for a government, what does that do? That encourages spending, which encourages economic activity. But what it also does is stop private citizens from saving and accumulating wealth. And you can't remove a CBDC. You can't print it out. You can't withdraw it from an ATM and save it in your house. If you don't spend it, you lose it. Now this for me is a massive infringement of rights and it stops people accumulating wealth, it stops them from bettering themselves, it also stops them moving up the ladders in society, it keeps everyone grounded, stops anyone challenging the political hierarchy. And we've also seen this in the UK recently with people speaking out against the digital pound. Tony Yates, a former senior advisor to the Bank of England said that a CBDC gives the government the ability to monitor and censor individual spending. It's a huge risk to freedom rights and property ownership within society. He also made a really good point about the future. So most people assume the government intends to do good. They maybe don't trust them fully, but they trust them to get on with it and make the best decisions for the population, whether you agree with them, whether they're red, blue, whatever. But can you say the same for in the next 10 years? What about in 20 years? How do you know you'll be able to trust the government to protect your civil liberties in 10, 15, 20, even 50 years from now? You can't. And a central bank digital currency is just handing over far too much control for the unknown in the future. And we've saw this with a lot of legislation over the years. If you go back to 9-11, there were certain policies introduced for national security. Those policies never ever went away. They're still there today. It's the same with the pandemic. Those that spoke out or criticised or refused to get the vaccine, they were ostracised from society. You saw it in Canada where people were prevented from travelling, prevented from healthcare, cut off from their bank, all because they refused to do what the government said. Now this goes a step further. If the government has a CBDC and you disobey or speak out against the government, can they just cut off all spending power? Can they stop you spending money at the shops and services? until you conform to what they want. It's a really dangerous path that a CBDC puts a government on. And while no government would admit that they want more control, more power, more authority over their population, we know that's human nature and power corrupts and we've seen it time and time again. 
Now, I know a lot of you might think this is conspiracy or it's a conspiracy theory. For me, the term conspiracy theory basically just is somebody that speaks out against the mainstream narrative. But if you think about the last few years and what happened to those that spoke out against the pandemic or the vaccine, if you think of Canada, a G7 nation where not getting the vaccine cut you off from health services or travel, then there's nothing really to say that a CBDC that gives them all-encompassing control over your purchasing power wouldn't be used for controlling everyone. Okay, so back to Bitcoin before this sounds any more like the Hunger Games. So, if governments really want a frictionless, efficient digital currency, why don't they just use Bitcoin? It's already there, it's already established, it's got a $1 trillion market cap, people around the world are familiar with it, and there's plenty on and off ramps and crypto exchanges where you can buy and sell your Bitcoin. Why don't they just use that? To me, the only logical, understandable reason why a government wouldn't want to establish Bitcoin as legal tender and use that as their digital currency, or at least their currency backed by Bitcoin, is that it's decentralised. It can't be controlled. They can't print more when they run out of money. When the government overspends its budget, they can't just press a button and print more currency like they do right now. But for me, the main disadvantage of Bitcoin for a government is that Bitcoin allows you to accumulate wealth. You can buy it, you can hold it, and you can save in Bitcoin. And over time, chances are it's going to go up in value, which allows you to become wealthy. Governments do not want this. They want to keep citizens down. They don't want them to accumulate wealth, and they want to have total control over what they spend their money on. And that is the whole reason a CBDC is coming to all developed nations. But for me, the main alternative is Bitcoin. So if you don't own any, I suggest look into it, research it. I've never met anyone that's done thorough research into Bitcoin and then still been anti-Bitcoin once they've actually researched it. Okay, so that is my podcast on CBDCs. CG Pro members, feel free to share this with anyone you like. Although, don't be surprised if they think you're a conspiracy theorist because that is one thing that gets thrown at Bitcoiners all the time. One thing is for sure, in my head, is Bitcoin is the escape hatch, is the life raft, is the way away from these corrupt fiat currencies. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got another one coming up soon. Make sure you're subscribed and keep dropping reactions in Discord to let us know you're loving the podcast. Catch you again soon.